So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. If you've ever worked with me before, you probably heard me say things like, when you feel good, you perform good. When you feel good, you perform good. When you feel like beep, you perform like beep. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, just so excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Um, I probably, like many of you, have a library full of full of leather books. What was that movie? Uh, Ron Burgundy. I, no, my library is full of uh, the great books of personal psychology, how the brain works, business, certainly a lot of novels, definitely a lot of books, uh, biographies, stories of uh, people that have inspired me over the years. And I also have, you can imagine this, a bunch of old audio cassette programs. Yes, this might uh, be of interest to you. What if I told you that my dad, right, and you know who my dad is, he won a five or $10,000 um, franchise essentially to sell Earl Nightingale, Nightingale Conant products, and he did it with a strange bet, which I should sell, tell sometime the story. I should get my dad on the podcast and actually make him tell that story. That would be super fun. Uh, but this crazy cat, Giles Cavanaugh, uh, basically sold him his first, like I want to say it was a record called The Strangest Secret by a guy named Earl Nightingale. Imagine, imagine listening to a record to get yourself fired up in the morning, right? Just looking at my team that are all like basically under 35 years old. Um, he sold him this record. My dad was so inspired by it, he went on to sell records to every person that he knew. And of course, he would just send the sale back to Giles. And fast version is he was so successful that it became one of the top salespeople in the country and he didn't even work for the company. Earl Nightingale, the founder of the company, ended up challenging him to see if he could do it again. And if he did, he'd get the franchise for free. Of course, he crushed the goal, got the franchise for free. And I want to say in around 1991, he gave me that franchise. And all that meant was I could just buy all the sales training, motivational audio cassette programs from Nightingale Conant for basically 50 cents on the dollar. And I did. I never actually used it to sell their products. I just it just turbocharged my ability to bring in as much content as possible. So I was looking at my library and a few days ago, specifically one of the audio programs that I pulled up and, and you know, had to like dust off the dust uh, was from someone that I was so inspired by. His name is Stuart Wilde. Stuart passed away. Uh, Stuart Wilde and the audio program for a lot of my longtime friends, you'll remember, yes, the 33 steps to the infinite self. Arguably, when I look back over the, the course of my life, when I think about um, cassette programs or books that changed my life, certainly you've got to say Think and Grow Rich, right? Uh, how to you know win friends and influence people. Uh, Tony Robbins, 30 Days to Personal Power, big shout out to him a million years ago. And, and without a shadow of a doubt, like the early days, right? 33 Steps of the Infinite Self by Stuart Wilde really altered the way I thought about the world, how I dealt with uh, issues, that ways that basically improved me as a human being to, to have greater levels of mental toughness. Um, and I want to talk to you about that today because I think as we go into the new years, we go into a new decade, like 
there's just a lot of people out there that are unhappy. There's a lot of people out there that are just, you know, they're just, they're just pissed off most of the time and they have absolutely no reason to be other than it's what they focus on all the time. So you probably saw the movie, the secret, right? If you're a person like myself, you, you know, we get, we get moved by things that could motivate us or help us, you know, achieve more faster, be more effective, you know, create more wealth, yada, yada. Well, the secret came out in like 2006. This audio program talked about many of the same philosophies, and, and let's be clear, they're biblical. I mean, this, this stuff goes back, you know, tens of thousands of years, if not, you know, thousands and thousands of years, right? In 1996, Stewart goes into the studio in Chicago, records this legendary audio program, and of course, it was the first time that anybody had ever exposed me to this thing called the law of attraction, right? You guys, I'm looking at my team, everybody knows the law of attraction. Think about what you want and then what the secret forgot to say in that movie. And it, I was so upset when that movie came out. I thought it was such beep, 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 right? I'm just beeping myself, are you with me? I thought it was such BS because they're like, if you just sit around and you think about what it is you want, you'll naturally attract everything and you and I both know that is a beepity beep, 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 right? It is BS at its best. What does work is when you're crystal clear on what you want and you activate your reticular activating system and you know what you want and then you work your butt off to make it happen, right? The real secret is you got to know what you want and then you got to align your behaviors and you got to work your face off. But I'm getting ahead of myself. In this program, Stuart was the first to talk to me about the law of attraction and, and he, he, said it the same way that everybody else does, which is know exactly what you want, right? Don't be that person that says, I want to make a few more dollars this year than I made last year, because then if you make a dollar, you achieved your goal. You got to be crystal clear, have smart goals, et cetera, et cetera. But he said, but if you really want to activate the law of attraction, if you really want to be a beacon for good things, to attract great customers, to attract great teammates, to attract wonderful opportunities. If you want the things that you truly want and you want to emotionalize it, he said, the thing that activates the law of attraction more than anything else is being in a state of gratitude. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, gratitude, like, all right, I remember Zig Ziglar talking about that stuff. It certainly made sense. I mean, remember it was 1996, right? I was, you know, a young guy at the time, so, uh, so open to these ideas. And that's the very first time I thought I should take on both a gratitude slash law of attraction, if you will, discipline. Now, of course, since then, we've seen journals created. We've seen entire programs created. Uh, there's a beautiful author, uh, Esther Hicks, who does a ton of work just on the law of attraction. So there's a lot of stuff out there and, and I'm a fan of it all. And I recommend it all. As long as you remember, there should be an asterisk next to every one of these. You have to work your face off to get the goals. You can't just feel good, be grateful, right? Think about the things you want and have it magically fall in your lap, right? Like that's absolute BS. You got to work. But I go back to those early days and I think about like uh, my brother, Matthew and I, we would, we would like call each other every morning and say, Hey man, here's the five things I'm grateful for. And here's the five goals I'm working on today. And there was something, something about that. Right. Then, you know, then it was like, Hey, let's just take a yellow notepad. And let's just write them every day. Then it was like, you know, eventually turned into Evernote and we type it in every day. But, but this discipline of, of always starting your day with what are you grateful for? Before you look at the goals, before you look at the day, before you look at all the stuff you want to get done, like that, that discipline, like working out in the morning, right? It makes you feel good. So you go perform good. You know it and I know it, right? But then if I work out and I take the time 
to write down the things that I'm grateful for. And then I think about my goals. I used to, I used to describe it to people like, um, like I never had one as a kid. My parents, you know, obviously didn't love me, but what are those things called where you like, it's like a slingshot, right? Like remember like a slingshot for the people that are just listening to me sort of auditorily, right? You, you put that little rock inside the, the Y and you pull it back and you fire off to, you know, hit whatever you're trying to hit. Well, the way I looked at working out and doing my gratitudes before I thought about the things I wanted to accomplish, it was like the more I worked out and the more grateful I got, the farther back I was able to pull that slingshot rubber band and then fire it off into the day. And on the days where you didn't work out and the days you didn't have the, the gratitude, it was very obvious, right? Like I just knew internally, it felt like I just pulled the rubber band back a little bit and I just kind of got a little, you know, I don't know, le less than I wanted in terms of energy focused concentration and usually was more susceptible to upsets, rejection, things not going my way because I just didn't do the internal work. So, so what's the message for you today? The message is like, I really want now and in the new year for you to take on a discipline where you get grateful every day. So, so I wrote down for me initially, like, like I know why I do it and, and look, you and I were close enough, right? We get it, you know, I do these podcasts, I share these videos, I see you at events, right? And if we haven't been to an event yet, please come to an event, right? Um, but the bottom line is like, I know for me, it makes my self-talk better, it makes my focus better. I find myself like physically, like physically I'm better when I come from a state of gratitude, right? I definitely, like I, I'm, I wrote this down, I make less things wrong in my life when I'm coming from a state of gratitude. You know what I mean by that? Like, you know, I, I travel all the time. So sometimes I, I pull into a hotel and I think to myself, I'm going to burn my clothes after I get out of here. Right? Like, you know, Tristan's laughing. He's been on the road with me a couple of times where sometimes we're in a beautiful hotel and sometimes we're in the hotel that is the most convenient for the event. And you want to burn your clothes afterwards. Right? Well, if I go into that hotel, bitching, moaning, whining, complaining, right? Versus like, I am so grateful for the fact that somebody hired me to come do this event. I'm so grateful for the fact that I was able to get on an airplane and fly here with convenience. I'm so grateful that this is what I do for a living. And I'm so grateful that tonight I get to spend the night in a hotel that gives me tremendous contrast between all the other hotels I get to spend in. And, and you may hear a little cynicism in that, but like, I'll say that stuff to myself. The other day we're doing a speaking engagement, right? And I can't name the name of the company, but let's just say that they wanted me to talk about all these different things. And, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, by the way, you start speaking at this time. They walk in at that time and they say, hey, we're, we're running like an hour behind. And oh, by the way, the deck that you prepared, we can't use any of that. I'm like, uh, but wait a minute, you guys asked me to talk about ABC123 and the only way to demonstrate those things was through a visual that you guys sent me, the actual PowerPoints. They're like, yeah, well, we can't do any of that stuff. And oh, by the way, you don't have an hour, you have like 32 minutes. Look, I could have been, and I was for about five seconds, pretty pissed. I was like, wait a minute, man. I flew all the way over here. You guys told me to do all this stuff. And then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Okay. Hold on. What am I grateful for? I dinner with my pal last night, right? Uh, Tristan, RJ, and my buddy, that was super great. I, I acknowledged the city that I was in. I acknowledged that the people that are in the audience, like I was grateful for them. Right. And yeah, I was like, I kind of feel bad for him because I had all this stuff I wanted to share and I'm only going to have like 32 minutes, but you know what? I'm going to crush that 32 minutes. Like when you come from a place of gratitude, uh, for me, I get out of the, this is wrong, I'm pissed really quick because I built up this sort of endless supply of 
seeing it from the other person's perspective or feeling better about it, right? Call it empathy, call it just mindset. But you know what also it is? I see the good in people more. Like the more gratitude I have, the more I see the good in people. And then the, the big one, ready? It's just, I feel better about myself. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. And if you've ever worked with me before, you probably heard me say things like, when you feel good, you perform good. When you feel good, you perform good. When you feel like beep, you perform like beep. You with me on this? You know it and I know it. So I know there's actually a pretty good chance that, that someone has already turned this off because they're like, oh, gratitude. Oh, God, yeah. I've heard all this stuff before. And I'm like, okay, negative Nelly. So you know what I did? Just for the, for the one listener who's still listening because you like me, even though you're cynical and you're pissed that I'm even talking about this, I actually went online and did a bunch of research, right? And, and like when you research things like gratitude, you get like, you know, happyhuman.com and you get like, you know, superpositivepeople.com. Instead, I found Forbes, Psychology Today, Harvard Health, and even Time Magazine, right? So I'm not saying that they are negative or more cynical, but they're probably going to be a little more thoughtful about putting something out. Like none of them had like, you know, 43 reasons why you should do it. It was like, you know, five to seven um, proven psychological benefits of doing gratitudes. So I want to share with you those. And then I want to share my discipline. So let's go through it quickly. Ready? Um, I took Forbes and psychology today, right? Being, you know, sort of my, the, the two that actually published the same exact report. Here's what they said. Ready? Number one, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Well, I, I'm sorry. I'm a salesperson and you know what I found? Like relationships are kind of important to me. New relationships, existing relationships. I want to be more attractive to people. And what I wrote down is if you want to do business, right? If I'm a buyer, not the seller, right? Let's say I'm the consumer. I want to do business with people that feel good about themselves. I don't want to do business with like, I don't want an energy sucking vampire as my listing agent. I don't want an energy sucking vampire as my insurance broker. I want someone that when they come in, they light up the room and they actually make me feel better, especially about doing business with them. So the number one thing that psychology today and Forbes said, the discipline of gratitude, the first benefit is gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Hello. I mean, like if you're a, if you're negative Nelly and you're still listening, first of all, thank you, Nelly. If you just start this discipline, you know what? You're going to get more business regardless. Like you may eliminate some of that negative Nelly juice and take on some little more positive stuff. And I don't mean positive woo woo. I mean, look, when you feel good about your life, right? People that meet you are attracted to that, right? Nobody wants to work with an energy sucking vampire. Number two, right? From Forbes and psychology today, gratitude improves your physical health. And I thought, hmm, yeah. So the study goes on to basically say that people with people that come from a state of gratitude have less aches and pains. And I thought, no, you know, maybe I can kind of, I can kind of question that, right? 
But even though like in tomorrow, I'm having a surgery for those of you that are listening, I haven't actually said this publicly, but I'm having my right hip replaced. And at 12 and 14, I busted my hip, had it pinned, it stunned the growth, I'm half inch short on the right side, blah, 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 right? So I've walked with a limp for as long as I can remember and I've always had pain, but I have a high tolerance for pain and I'm that positive, move forward, motivated, mentally tough guy, so I just keep working through it, right? Well, I finally said, all right, enough's enough, I'm gonna get my hip replaced. And you know what? Yeah, I've got days where it's achy and painy, but here's the thing. When I'm doing my gratitudes, when I'm staying in that state, which I do all the time, you know, I can just, I can deal with it easier, if that makes sense, right? That's all I'm saying. Now, if you're listening to this and you have like, I don't know, God bless you, cancer, some major issue, you've read all the studies about that too. It doesn't solve cancer, right? But what it does is it puts you in a state where you're more likely to get better, right? That's what it is, right? And I think about my wife who's dealt with breast cancer multiple times now, right? Knock on wood, got another surgery coming up in February. If she didn't stay in a, in a state of gratitude for her life, for health, for her children, for her family, for where she lives and what she does and the people that she reaches, right? You know what happens. The, the study goes on to say basically grateful people, by the way, are more likely to take care of themselves. I thought that was an interesting part of the research, that grateful people are more likely to take care of themselves. Think about it. Do you know someone as you listen to this? Do you know someone who doesn't take care of themselves? Like they just, they just don't do anything to make themselves physically or emotionally better? Do those people come from a state of gratitude? Are they walking around saying, God, I'm so grateful for the place I live and the country I live in and the work that I do and my friends and family? No, there's a pretty good chance that that person is pissed off and, you know, sort of mentally upset most of the time. Know what I mean? Here's number three. You ready? Gratitude improves your psychological health. So different from your physical health, the bottom line is it improves happiness and reduces depression. It improves happiness and it reduces depression. So uh, I was just with my buddy, Chris Duma, and Chris is this great brain surgeon here in Newport Beach, actually one of the leaders of the gamma knife surgery. Um, we are talking about the hippocampus, which is basically right here, right? In your brain, these two little pieces that control your short-term memory, right? Versus your long-term memory. And fantastic to talk to someone like Daniel Amen, who studies it from a psychology and a psychiatrist standpoint versus my friend who could cut it out, right? But they both say the same thing, right? That if you come from a state of gratitude, right? My buddy was a surgeon, or Daniel Amen, who's one of the leading authorities of, you know, sort of brain health, they both say the same thing. It improves happiness and reduces depression. You do that, right? You, you stay grateful, you, you reduce depression and you increase happiness. I don't know about you, but like that, that alone for me validates why I do it. Number four, you ready? Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. It enhances empathy and reduces aggression. So I wanted to point this out, that the University of Kentucky did research in 2012. Here's what they basically said. People that are grateful are less likely to be upset from negative feedback on the job or rejection. You know, I'm a sales guy. And more often than not, I get no's before I get yeses. And I get way more no's than I get yeses. So you think about it like, 
The person that isn't grateful gets a no, gets rejected. How do they respond versus the person that recognizes like life is a numbers game because that's just a gratitude state of mind. And you know what? It's okay. I got a no, no big deal. I'm going to keep moving on. Hey, thank you so much. I totally get your point of view. You're a no for my services. God bless you. It's all good, right? Like that's a very powerful thing for salespeople. Number five, you ready? Gratitude makes you sleep better. I think that was super interesting because we all know, uh, and if you haven't studied the power of sleep, like every athlete I talk to, every high performer I'm talking to, you don't, you don't think the trend is now amongst the most successful men, men and women I talk to, who goes to bed the earliest? Like that's the thing. We're, we, nobody's bragging about like how late we're staying up at night. Now we're all like, I got to bed at nine and I slept till five and my sleep score was a hundred. I actually just got a perfect 100 sleep score. It's the first time in my life. And I've been tracking on that sleep app for like, I don't know, five years. It's my first perfect 100. What do we know? When you sleep, that's when your body regenerates. And Dr. Amen talked about it in his podcast, after seven hours of sleep, your brain actually gets a wash that goes over it and it detoxes your brain. All the toxins we put in our body, that's the time that it detoxes your brain, right? Especially for those of you that are drinking too much alcohol, pay attention. So gratitude makes you sleep better. Gratitude makes you sleep better. Number six, gratitude improves your self-esteem. So then they talked about in this article, they talked about the sports psychologists, right? Who are all like fanatical about their athletes, right? Attitudes that are grateful, feel better about themselves. Grateful that I'm playing this sport. You know, the love of basketball, the love of tennis, the love of golf, what, you know, I don't know, cricket, whatever it is that they just, they love themselves. They love what they're doing. They're grateful for their life. And you know what? They go out and they perform better because when you feel good, you perform better. Bottom line. And the last one, number seven, gratitude increases mental strength, which I would argue is the number one reason why I do it. The 2006 study, I thought this was really interesting that they went back this far. They said, we did a study of Vietnam vets, right? Specifically ones that had dealt with PTSD. And they found that those that would do the discipline of gratitude every day, it basically lessened the trauma. It didn't, it didn't destroy the, it just lessened it. So, so, you know, maybe that's not you. Maybe, maybe your PTSD was a bad upbringing or a really bad transaction that you, that just took you out or you tried to sell your business and it didn't work out. And it just, we, we all have these sort of life moments that are, I'm not saying they're as intense as someone that's been through war, but in our own way, they emotionally hit us hard. Gratitude increases your mental strength and gets you, gets you some relief in that area. So if you've listened to me now for this long, I guess the question is, what should you do? Like, what should you do? And I, I wrote down, there's, there's three thoughts or call it disciplines that I'm gonna recommend to you, ready? And, and do the one that's right for you, but do something, right? So one thought is, you say it out loud to a friend, right? So Courtney and I are gonna be gratitude partners for the next three days. So at 4.45 in the morning, I'm gonna jump out of bed and I'm gonna call Courtney and I'm gonna go, Courtney, who are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? And I'm going to get her to recite. She's going to say, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for this. And, and I know some of you are like, they'll say, well, that sounds kind of affirmation-y. Yeah, it certainly does. It's better than, you know, saying, you know, my back hurts and, you know, I don't have enough money and I hate my life, right? So we know that. But to say it out loud, um, RJ in the office, like <laughs> RJ will grab his phone and say, okay, I am grateful for this. I am great. And he would shoot it on his Instagram stories and then he'll tag people so they do the same, 
right? So there's that act of verbally acknowledging. These are the things I'm grateful for. Next week in the U.S. is Thanksgiving. And like my, like every year we go around the table, we're like, hey, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? I don't want to wait and do it once a year. It's a daily thing for me. It's daily. Number two, you write out like in a journal, right? Like the 10 things you're grateful for. That's a good idea. That's the one I've been doing forever, right? Just writing out, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful that it's November. It's my favorite time of the year. I'm grateful for that. The fact that it's planning season, right? That it's almost tabula rasa, clean slate, fresh start, new beginning. I'm grateful for all the people I worked with this year. I'm super grateful for my team, right? For supporting me, supporting the mission, right? Doing the best they can with everything they got. I'm so, I'm so grateful for all of our coaches, right? That are, you know, all over the world and they're working with all of our clients. And I'm so grateful for like, and you can, like, this is the stuff that I write every day, right? Grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for her health. I'm grateful for my two boys. I'm grateful for my 92 year old mother-in-law that lives with us. I'm grateful for my dad for getting me, you know, introduced this stuff a million years ago, right? Like I write all that stuff down and the key is I don't write it like as fast as I can. I take my time and I allow it to like, I want to feel the gratitude. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like I, I'm probably, uh, you know, if you look at the sort of scale of visual, auditory, kinesthetic, et cetera, I'm very much a VK split, visual kinesthetic, right? Which is very typical for like salespeople, right? So, so I, I communicate best and I experience and I learn best both visually and kinesthetically. When I activate both those, when I sort of in my mind's eye see the people I'm grateful for and then I feel in my heart and in my body like the gratitude I have for them, right? I have this visualization that I do on Mondays that is like I, I imagine, okay, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm sitting there and like this is a visualization where I'm like in my gratitudes and I, I think about all of my coaches getting on a session with all of our clients, moving them forward, like like you know, thousands of pebbles being dropped into these very clean ponds and the ripple effect of that coach, that client, them calling their customers, helping them make a move, do a loan, buy another house, sell another property. It's just like this massive, you know, disruption of all of the, you know, the sort of clear pond with all this positivity. Like that's just a great way to start your day. You with me? Like for me, here's the third one. You ready? And it's the one that I like to do the most. And that's where I write out like the 10 things I'm grateful for. Then I write down like the three best things that happened to me yesterday, the three things I'm committed to today. I write out my top 10 goals, right? And that's where like the origin of our gratitude journal came from, right? It was just like every, everybody was just playing around with these different ways. And for me, that was the best way. So here's my challenge for you. My challenge for you is if, you, if you've done this before in the past and you stopped, start again. If you've never done this before, take on the challenge. Do, do like, you know, I don't know, 45 days of gratitude. Do 90 days of gratitude, right? Take on the challenge. And it's always obviously better with a little accountability. So maybe it's you and someone inside your office. Maybe it's you and your spouse. I think of so many of our customers that their spouse uh, struggles to understand. You know, they see it because they live with it, but they don't really get what it's like to be a straight commission salesperson, right? They live through it, the highs, the lows, the deal fell apart, the big checks, right? But they don't really get, you know, oftentimes what we're going through. Um, 
what I find is when spouses, like couples do it together or like, you know, friends of mine that are divorced, that do it with their kids, like they, you know, on the, you know, in the car, going to carpool or whatever, and literally like doing affirmations. Like some people will say to me, including my buddy, Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris Doom with the brain surgeon one day said to me, fairy, you're brainwashing your kids. And I said, you're damn straight. I am. I'm like, better, better me than CNN, Fox News, or SpongeBob. You with me? Like, I'm all about that. So I challenge you to take it on. I challenge you to take it on. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.